Hey, y'all, welcome back to the God Centered Mom podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where we remind you through mentorship, friendship, and discipleship that you don't mom alone. In this episode, number 198, I've invited my new friend, Sharifa Stevens. The thing is, we we all know that times of significant growth and maturation and perseverance don't happen in the soil of convenience, in the soil of comfort, and in the soil of control. There's so much pressure to be all the things, and we weren't made to be all the things. It is, it is counter-Christian to be self-sufficient. We were made to be interdependent. Not codependent, but interdependent. Even, even in our well-meaning, Christian, beautiful enclaves of motherhood and schooling and ministry, we can be putting forth a false narrative of godliness. Boom. These are my favorite kinds of conversations. When we take topics that could be... Tr- controversial and we address them in a grace-filled way. We laugh together. Sharifa is a wise woman. She is a seminary grad, a mom to two young boys. She and I are going to address all the things from Enneagram to women in leadership in the church, Black Panther, racial reconciliation. I try to crash her Be the Bridge group. And we talk about moms not accepting help, but it all comes back to our true identity, the one that God's given us as the body of Christ. And as one body that we are called to be interdependent, to go on mission together, that these relationships aren't about us being alone on mission, but relying on one another. And uh, Sharifa handles that so well in all these different relationships we discuss. But before we get to our conversation, let's thank this month's sponsor, Phonics Museum. If you have a child between the ages of three and seven, I have one who is just learning to read, then you need to check out this Phonics Museum app. It was based on the award-winning phonics reading curriculum from Veritas Press. They are the most awarded classical education curriculum provider for the last 20 years. Basically, it's like transporting your child into this magical interactive museum. There's over 900 games, videos, early reading books, memory songs, and exercises, and they are going to help your child master the phonics rules. You can have up to three children on one membership. They can explore art and animals and history as they learn. They're going to learn how to read and write in no time. And for just you God-centered mom listeners, they're giving away a two-week free trial. They're also going to give you an ebook with an early reader, an activity printout, and a little art activity. You just need to go to phonicsmuseum.com forward slash Heather. You'll see my face there. You put your email address in and you will get all the goodies. So go check it out. Two weeks free. I mean, what's there to lose except for your kid learning how to read? All right, let's get to my conversation with Sharifa. Here we go. Hey, Sharifa, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm still trying to figure out what octave my voice is going to be during this interview. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Well, this is a treat for me since we've never met and we don't know much about each other, but we know 
people that know, like we know the same people. Yes. And that's important that we have common friends. I was having lunch with Susan C., who's been on the show. And I said, who do you think, who's amazing that I need to have on the podcast? And she mentioned your name. Oh, my goodness. And then, She's yes, so gracious. She's so nice. So nice. And I go to Facebook and you know how it tells you all the friends we have the same? Yes. And so I was like, okay, we've got all these friends the same. So I start typing you an email and I list off all these people we know the same, but I neglected (laughs) something. (laughs) What did you neglect? (laughs) I get this email back from you. Um, hi, I don't know what to call you. (laughs) Uh, I forgot my name. Which is neat. <laughs> it was like I forget. H asterisk. Yeah. And so I was, it was like, because uh... that's my sign off is like lowercase h with an asterisk <laughs> when you're we're buddies. But if you don't know that, and my email address is God Center Mom. <laughs> and so then it's like you're getting an email from God because that's what it shows is a conversation between Sharifa and God. Yes. So, yes, that's how our relationship started. Yes with you um mocking um um i didn't call it mockery i think i was really gentle with the fact that i had no idea who in the world wide web i was emailing and 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 then we're on instagram and you're like hashtag famous hashtag (laughs) that's not mocking okay not at all mocking it's like mockery (laughs) it's a sprinkle of mockery but I can handle it because I'm so centered <laughs> and who I am in Christ. I'm just kidding. Um, so Sharifa, the gal who's listening is like, these people are crazy. Why did I I'm tune so into this show? But it's okay. In advance. It's okay. I like it. I like it. We need a little crazy up in here. It's springtime. We're getting the fever. We're getting Absolutely. excited. Um, but tell them who you are and then maybe I'll learn who you are in the process too. You know, <laughs> right. give me a little bit about who you are, your people, all the things. So my name is Sharifa Stevens. I'm a Bronx native and Bronx. that's right. Awesome. I'm from the boogie down. So it, it shows up, so, <laughs> it shows up in the swagger of my voice sometimes. Okay. Um, okay. but I've been living in Dallas for almost, I'm not even going to say how long I've been it's been it's been a minute. It's been long enough to meet my husband and to have children who are so like a decade, like a decade or more. So perhaps I mean okay, perhaps two, two decades. <laughs> All right, perhaps. And you went to and you went to DTS. I went to Dallas Theological Seminary. Okay. I got a master's in theology, um, in two thousand and four. That's a long time ago. I, thank you, Heather. You're welcome. <laughs> so feels like yesterday. Um, and so I have two boys, seven and four. Okay. Bless you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I receive it. And I've been married to my husband, Jonathan, for 11 years now. Wow. Yeah. We were talking okay. about the Enneagram beforehand too, so maybe yeah. maybe I should mention that I have no real idea what I am, but <laughs> today I'm going to But the claim... test tells you. So yeah. it depends on the test though, Heather. So Oh, okay, okay. Apparently my testing skills are broken, but okay. I'm a one, 
So mm-hmm. that makes me the perfectionist. I am an INFJ. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of all the categories that would help people to peg me. All your strengths. What are your strength finders? Yeah. What are your strength finders? I don't know. Oh, no. I haven't That's taken not that okay. one. Well, this call's now over. So thanks for being oh, on the show. Oh, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh. What's yours? I'm What's just yours? kidding. What's You're yours? allowed to be on. Which my what? Your strengths finder. My strengths? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my husband's a coach. That's why I said I, that's like an important one to yeah. know. You got to know it because it's in my life. That's all we talk okay. about. Uh, input, achiever, connector, um, woo. Woo? See, I'm winning. I'm winning you over right now. <gasps> and I feel one over. And adaptability. And I've seen that that's already. It. it works with four boys and a husband who have a lot of ideas and like to lead me and manage Mm. me so that works but yes I I think all those are good and I'm curious this is what I'm curious about if we were hanging out having coffee why you went to seminary like what was the impetus or the like lead-in because that's something on my back burner want to do someday thing but what is your why? Why did you want to do that? So that's a great question. Um, I had been on track to go to law school, actually. And oh, okay. um, I decided before I would apply to law school, I would interview some lawyers. And um, <laughs> you're already giggling. <laughs> but just to see, you know, if they enjoyed their life. Um, and yeah. I picked the most droll and unhappy lawyers. And I think that's just because God was steering me towards seminary and away from law No, 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 no. I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll just tell you, and apologies to all the lawyers listening. Because <laughs> because my husband does a lot of consulting with people, he said, I have yet to meet a lawyer who likes being a lawyer. Hmm. And my dad was a lawyer. I mean, I just, I think it is, it's a hard, it's a hard route to go, but it's a hard praise Jesus that he... He, he gave you that Enneagram one ability to research <laughs> and get this right. So you did all the research and figured out that wasn't for you. Well, That's see, good. I think the, I'm a messy one because, and the only lawyer that I spoke to yeah. who was like, I am so thrilled with my position. I love what I do. She was a producer for all my children, which is an old soap opera. Oh, And I was just like, well, you know, I'm not going to go to law school to produce daytime television, but cool. (laughs) Um, And then my young adult pastor at the same time was such a huge influence on my life. Not only him, but but all the young adults in in the group that I went to. Um, I, I grew up in in the Bronx and my church is Calvary Baptist church. It was in Midtown Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Um, and so the cross section of people that are at the church really remind me of the kingdom of God. You know, it's just every kind of mm-hmm. person, uh, every walk of life, uh, lots. It's an international community as well as, as people who were born here, just beautiful, beautiful. Um, so the young adults were really influential. I just found myself hungry and thirsty for 
the word of God and the will of God. Mm. And I was just like, well, maybe this desire to, to, to learn the law is something that was implanted in me because I want to know God's law. I want to know who he is and what he loves. And as a woman, I was specifically like, what is the role of women in ministry? I'll go to seminary and I will find out. <laughs> did you sort that I out? Totally I totally did. I totally did. I know the answer. What's the answer? What's... Okay, so good. Tell us. Lay it down. Here's the answer, Heather. Okay, I'm ready. When God calls you to be a part of his family, his spirit gives you gifts and you must walk in them. Mm. Okay. And there's not a boundary there, I hear you saying. I am saying that. If the Lord is giving you the right. gifts, then the Lord is the one that gives the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And he expands them when they he's, need to be he's expanded. The one. And he gives the opportunity. He does. And that, that I don't I don't see where there is controversy in that. I can see where mm. it could sound like there's controversy, but like I, we're, we're called to submit to one another and to submit to Christ. Like that's what we're called to do. As the head. So, yes. He's the head. Yes. We're the body. We're the body. And it doesn't say one part's more important than the other. Yes. And we, we belong to each other. Yeah. One one group of people isn't more important. One uh, gender isn't more important in his body, like when he defines it. Exactly. It's kind of like he's the head and we're all the part that's doing the work that the Holy Spirit is empowering us to do. Yes. Um, I know that there are there are folks who interpret what office functions in the church. Mm-hmm. Then they they differ on what those functions ought to be and who and and whether only men should fill, say, the office of elder or the office of pastor. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave that <laughs> to them. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna um, pop into there that conversation and, and i i could but um half half, <laughs> half of them won't listen so but so how but, does that apply to you like do you find are you gifted in the teaching arena i'm i mean i know you write and yes. you speak you do yes. i don't know you do i, so, I do write and i do speak okay so Do you feel like you've been given the opportunities or has God provided the opportunities? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only opportunities that I'm aiming, I'll put it this way. I'm aiming to take only the opportunities that God has given me because then then he makes the space. Now, I've never Mm -hmm. been accused of wanting to usurp authority (laughs) or anything. Um, uh, And I doubt that I ever will be uh, because I don't desire the office of senior pastor or the office of elder. Um, So Mm -hmm. I will never be embroiled in controversy when it comes to that. I do get really passionate, though, about... Um, women being taught, mentored, and encouraged according to their gifts, not according to perceived limitations. So, so mm. if if a woman say is going to seminary, then it 
it's it's great for the the faculty staff peers to talk about what what that woman student can do instead of framing conversations about what they shouldn't do or casting aspersions as to why they're in seminary in the first place. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. we are past that and um and able to have really affirming conversations about women who are gifted by the Holy Spirit. And I, I don't see uh, gender as a qualification of spirit gifting. And, and I'm, I'm open. Yeah. Like if, if it's there in, in Romans 12 or first Corinthians 12, I, I want to, <laughs> I want to be in line um, with, with mm-hmm. what, what the Lord wants, but I don't see that. I don't see the spirit saying, I don't, I don't know how anatomical to be on this podcast, but I don't see the spirit saying, <laughs> well, if you got this, you can't do this. Yeah. What's funny is that the, the, um, Zencaster program edited you. <laughs> oh, did it really? <laughs> Like, I don't think it meant to. It just cut out right then. When you have, and then it went totally silent. You oh my goodness, Zencaster conspiracy. I'm gonna say it again. Go ads. Go ads. Okay, Gonads. totally. I didn't even hear it. It was like it. Like you could have said a total cuss word, and it would have. Oh my goodness. That's what was how. For the record, I didn't. She did not cuss, y'all. So I did not. You told me when I said, "What are you passionate about?" You said freedom. I am. Which is great. I I yes. love that. And I and to go further you said and the chains we place on ourselves as the American church. Mm-hmm. So you told me what church you grew up in with the variety in the kingdom of of heaven. It was a Baptist church. Was it? it was a Baptist yeah, church. Baptist. Right. Okay. Yeah, man. In in Midtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But but there's so that something label didn't, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. So, okay. So they weren't going to have wedding receptions that included wine or dancing. Right. right yeah. Right, right. So, but there's something that's just really beautiful and difficult that happens when you have a cross section of humanity worshiping together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I took that for granted until I came to Dallas. Yeah. Because Dallas has a la carte churches. And so it's like, well, I would like a black church with a time limit. I would like, I would like a white church with a sprinkling of liturgy. I would like a white church with a little hand raising. I would like. Yes, but not above the elbow. And so. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're preaching. Yes. Mm -hmm. You got all these a la carte choices, which means that you don't have the beautiful difficulty of of living together, of like, of worshiping together, of, of smoothing out each other's rough edges. We just leave. We go to the, we go to the places that make us feel comfortable. And I'm not, I'm not convinced that it, that is, is the point. Comfort. Right. Well, and we were even talking, some friends and I, cause uh, some of our friends, he was on staff for a long time and 
And they are now attending a different church just because of logistics and all that jazz, not any problems. But they're attending a new church that is very diverse and how awesome it is. And I was talking about like, why isn't my church Mm -hmm. more so? And we're thinking like, okay, it's pulling from the neighborhoods around it. And we're so segregated in Mm -hmm. where we're living. Yep. You know what I mean? So even the comfort of it's close by. I go yes. to the church close by. And that and and there's value in going to the church close by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I know there's another church close by to me that is more diverse and I love. Yes. But we're not going there because we're committed to the community we're in. You know what I mean? Like it's this tricky Yes. Church is a tricky thing, but I do I do I have this longing in me having visited churches where it does look more like the kingdom of heaven or even being in Jerusalem. Mm. Let me tell you. Tell me about that. Let me tell you. Seeing every nation mm. coming to see the the ground where Jesus walked yes. and having their own little worship services in Capernaum. Yes. They're over in this corner of the, of the temple and this corner and, the, and they're just... In their own language, we're on a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and there's a whole boat full of of uh, men and women from Asia singing worship songs oh in their goodness. language. I mean, it was amazing. Yes, all these people from all over the world come in this tiny little sliver of the of Earth. Yes, because God was there. Yes, to get a little bit of a whiff of God here on Earth, and. And it was amazing. And even the group I was with was a lot more diverse than even my Sunday morning service would be. So yeah, I, I feel you and I, I desire it. And so solve it for us. Uh, <laughs> fix, fix it, Sharifa. Fix it all. What's a, um, fix it all. What's a, what's a step? What's a step? So, <laughs> I can't solve it for you because because just like you said, it starts with where you live as well. Like it start there's everybody become real estate agents. Well, that, that and, yeah. and you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like yeah. we all we all now must um, change the way our housing and schooling works so right. that our churches will follow suit because apparently our churches don't lead mm, on this. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Especially, especially if comfort is and convenience are what guides our decisions. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess that comfort and convenience should not be what guides our decisions. Yeah. I Heather. always say comfort, convenience, control. They always get in the way of my parenting, my marriage, my friendships. Yes. They, when yes. they're the driving force, um, which is often, I'm very, like I'm a, I'm yes. a hot mess over here. What is it? God hears the hot messes. Is that what you said? Yes. Amen. <laughs> but it is, it's a continual laying down of, I don't really want to do that. That is not comfortable mm-hmm. to me. I mean, mm-hmm. even uh, we live in kind of downtown and a lot of our friends don't live right near us. Mm-hmm. We don't have a traditional neighborhood but my boys have been exposed to a, a more variety of um, socioeconomic status, marital status, uh, mm-hmm. singles, kids. If there are kids whose parents are dating the the guy, the single guy behind, you know, they're being exposed to a variety of family situations and mm-hmm. opportunities to serve. 
But the comfortable thing is I want the nice house in the neighborhood where all the kids go out and play in the front yards. You know, yes. that's the easy thing. Yes. So choosing to stay is the hard part for us in some ways. Oof. Yes. I understand that, especially especially when children are in the equation, mm-hmm. because there are some risks that you can assess. And then the risks that you assess for yourself are different than for your yeah. children. I, I know, like, I'm mm-hmm. incredibly overprotective. If I could wrap them in the bubble wrap of, like, <laughs> like innocence and then... I don't know, and mm-hmm. just and roll them on out. I would, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Um, but but it's not. It's for their good, right? That they see the variety. It's for their good that they aren't bubble wrap. It's for it's for their good and it's for our good, right? So, yeah. like the 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 thing is, we we all know that times of significant growth and maturation and perseverance don't happen in the soil of convenience, in the soil of comfort, and in the soil of control. We know this. Mm-hmm. It's almost idolatry. It. Yeah. There you go. No, we do. We idolize it. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So what, what, mm-hmm. happens, what happens to us when we worship a false god? You know, what, what does that do? with our intimacy with the true and living God. Well, and then because a God is jealous for us, he will sabotage those attempts for comfort and convenience mm-hmm. and control. And even though we say, well, God didn't cause that, possibly if there is something in our heart that's an idol, he's not going to stand for that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, because he loves us, he's not going to let us continue to pursue the thing that's not going to fill us or be him and lean on yes, him. Yes, that's his. That's his mercy. And and Heather, I don't know what that looks like for the American church, right? Because because right. right, I don't I don't think that corrective has happened. But the conversations are happening that didn't happen. I think back to my parents, and everyone went to church. Yes, right. There was a whole nother dynamic. It was the whole, the village. It was a, a whole different place in society, the church. Mm-hmm. And now we have all the choices and the the millennial shift, the desires they're having for more meat and more significance and more yes. social justice and, and um, I love the them. things that they're fighting for, which are, are yeah, no. they're not, they're not wrong. Right. So it's, it's, forcing the church to reconsider, okay, maybe we just can't keep going in the same direction, just like the church has changed over the thousands of years that it's been around. We, mm-hmm. we maybe need to consider mm-hmm. a change, you know? Yeah. No, I think it's good. I think these conversations are good and, and right to be having. Yes. I, I hope that it leads to so much integration so what do you do? What are some of the things like where do you go to church and what are different ways that you lead the pack in this? So I go to a tiny church uh, called Skillman Bible Church and it's like in a church house. Yes. 
Um, my husband is an elder there and I, we have been there since, since we got married. So I've been there since 2007. Okay. Um, my, my, I'm the only uh, adult person of color at my church right now. Mm. So, so I'm living this, (laughs) I'm living this. Uh, I also uh, am co-leading a racial reconciliation group called Be the Bridge. Yeah, Letitia. Who's leading that? Morrison. Tasha. Tasha, Tasha Morrison. Morrison. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. And and I'm co-leading with Kat Armstrong. Yes, who's on the show? Y'all can go check out her episode. Absolutely, you should. Yes. I want to come to your group. Is it open? It is closed, and the See, reason why this is, is why because you don't is... want people like me. No, I'm supposed to start my own group. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Heather, I would totally want people like you, but 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 we need to keep it closed so that these come in a safe environment, in an environment where folks aren't just walking into the conversation because there's some hard things that need to be um, addressed and lamentation that needs to happen. Um, we're, we're talking about Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable subjects like race and racism are so taboo in the majority culture in the United States. And so to, to create a space to, to talk about race and racism and history and, and the intersection of, of our country's history and our country's, uh, Christianity, you know, these are really weighty issues and they've, they've affected us all. Um, but, but we need safe places to stumble and, and ask awkward questions or step on each other's toes. And, and how long have y'all been meeting? Um, we started last fall. Okay. And Tasha gives you all the discussion questions. Are y'all going to have to come up with this yourself? I mean, we, what, how does this go? So Tasha and her team have come up with a curriculum. Okay. So there's there's a discussion guide and there's also a leader's guide to go with it. Um, and it goes as quickly or as slowly as you want it to go. Um, we're, we're pretty intuitive about our pace based on what people are struggling with or what we... Uh, where we feel like the group needs to camp out. Um, But there are really eight main themes um, going along the lines of acknowledgement. And I'm not going to remember all eight because (laughs) let me me just tell you right now. Um, But acknowledgement and guilt, um, lamentation, and just all of, all of these concepts that go with uh, taking steps towards meaningful reconciliation in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's great. And how often do you meet? Like if someone's listening, they're thinking, oh, that sounds interesting to me. I want to start. You should totally do that. And there's um there's a Facebook group for Be the Bridge. And you probably want to check in there. Or I think there's a website. I, well, no, I know there's a website, and I think that it's be a bridge builder. I can I can find it. I'll put it in the show notes. 
everyone can Please link do. there and they can, if they're curious, because I think if we're going to bring up that the church needs to change and have more freedom, mm-hmm. we're the starting point. This is just of one of the ways. Yeah, this is yeah. one of the ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so our group meets every other week. Okay. There are groups that meet monthly. There are groups that meet weekly. There are groups that are, um, single sex groups. There are co-ed groups. Ours is a co-ed group. Um, so there are all sorts of groups that are already meeting, uh, nationwide. Excellent. But there's something in me that wants to be a part of your group. Like I'm like, how do I apply? Hi. Is there an application process? Can we break there. through the door of the closed door? And no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's well, like, you know, we can we can talk after this because no, in no, May, yeah. after May, we can uh, we can we reassess. We Kick somebody that. out. Put me in. Oh, it's fine. No. Someone who doesn't show up, they're not committed. This is the thing. People sign Everybody up. Everybody shows up. Everybody's committed. Everybody really? shows up. They That's change impressive. their schedules. They they adjust their flights. Wow. And and I honor them for that. Like they yeah, that's a big they deal. Care. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. I've tried to lead groups, and it's like everyone's like, "Yeah, I'll come." One person mm-hmm. shows up. Mm, don't mm-hmm. get me started. Oh, I've I'm been there. Too many programs. That's not my available. experience. It's not good. my experience here. That's we had good. like a whole session on Black Panther. <laughs> oh, man. See, I want to go to that. I'm jealous. So jealous. So jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it was amazing. That was an amazing film. I should have a whole show on that. You you myself. totally could. I mean, I think there are so many redemptive themes just in terms of like yes. Wakanda as a type of Eden and what it means to work hand in hand, men and women together in ways that honor both. Yes. Um, honoring, honoring and yet recognizing the strength. Exactly. Like working exactly. in unison. Yeah, there was a beautiful exchange of that in that film and an honor in general of people, yes. you know, mm-hmm. yes. and seeing where it goes wrong and how our drive for revenge can cause us to, oof, yes. that goes the whole dark path. Yeah. Whole dark. Yeah. Now there's a lot of themes outside of racial reconciliation. Oh yeah. This was like just an astoundingly deep movie if y'all haven't seen it which i think that's impossible because it just feels like everybody's seen it but it was really really good i for me even my word this year is resurrection yes so when yes, yes so when he like come yes spoilers, that scene spoilers yes and he's like even the first time he did it as part of becoming king yes now it's been so long since i've seen it i don't know all the like Whatever titles and all that jazz. Well, there was that I, you know where they he's there very, and he meets with his dad. Yes. He meets with his dad in that moment, and I'm think I just started crying because yes. my dad passed away this last year, and that's part of the whole oh. why I'm resurrecting. And it was like he was saying, like it's your turn, like yes. step it up. Yes. Like I fought the fight. Now it's get out, get out there. Yes. Let's go. Don't be wallowing any any longer. Like rise up. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, oh. that was that was so beautiful, was and it was so it was vulnerable. Good. It was just true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he did, and yeah, and then there is a spoiler. I won't talk about spoiler, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was just like, yeah, you're like, are you really gonna tell him that? No, Wait. I'm not gonna do that part. Okay, the first okay. one, the first one, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was real, and then just really well done, really well Absolutely. done. So yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So another thing you said you're passionate about, 
is that as moms, we are afraid to express that we struggle. Mm-hmm. And when we don't express that, we definitely won't get the support that we need. Yes. So how have you seen that in your own mothering journey? And you homeschool. I'll I, say that for everyone. I do. I am the accidental <laughs> homeschooler. <laughs> hey, I'm there. I'm in it. Yeah. So I'm in it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. It, it, that's a way that I feel like I've chatted with enough homeschoolers now, too, that it is hard to admit what struggle is there mm-hmm. because we want to look like I don't want to look like I'm failing my kids academically mm-hmm. and emotionally, spiritually, right? <laughs> all the other ways that a mom has to meet needs. And yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no pressure, right? Um, we have to be <laughs> absolutely everything. So like we are you know, in the homeschooling realm, which is another kind of subculture. You, know, yeah. you, you, you are the educator, you are the nurturer and we're already, you know, providers. We already nourish. Um, there's so much pressure to be mm-hmm. all the things mm-hmm. and we weren't made to be all the things. I, I don't know. Like we, God gives us grace to be what we need to be for our family. And that takes a different shape in every family. Yeah. But we, it is, it is counter Christian to be self-sufficient. We were made to be interdependent, not codependent, Mm -hmm. but interdependent. Even, even in our well-meaning, um, Christian, beautiful enclaves of motherhood and schooling and ministry, we can be putting forth a false narrative of godliness. If godliness doesn't include interdependence, Mm -hmm. then it's not actually Christian. There's so much um, in the Bible that talks about interdependence, especially in the Pauline epistles, there's so much one another and we don't have the benefit of always hearing the plural when, when Paul is writing, you do this, you do this, you be this. Right, 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 right. But there's y'all. He's really like a y'all. He is. He would love that though. He would love Mm -hmm. the y'all. Yeah. It is more accurate. Mm hmm. And so mm-hmm. we we can um we can fall prey to the aspects of our um culture especially as Americans that is so individualistic and and really exists to to protect and preserve the rights of individuals and it is beautiful you know it's great it's a it's flawed system but it's a great system i love being an american but being a Christian has has no national borders, and so we can we can be Christians outside of an American context. We can be Christians outside of the twenty first century. You know, like there's and there's a, a unifying sense of interdependence and dependence on God that that marks us as different as Christians. 
And as mothers, man, I mean, I I have such, I have experienced such a sense of shame and inadequacy because I didn't know how to do something. Right. Right. And, and not talking about it has compounded the shame and the inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And it's kept me in a place of, of ineffectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. We have so competed good. with each other so much. We have this culture of like, I feel like, I don't know if you've seen West Side Story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Like, like memorized. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. So you know the jets and the sharks are like dancing off, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like we're doing that. We're like Mm -hmm. we breastfed. Right. 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 (laughs) Co sleeping over you. That's Mm -hmm. right. Now I can't remember the the song, so I just. Yeah. I'm murdering yes, I, loved your, I loved your melody. <laughs> it was so terrible. But like, you know, that's what we're doing. We're like, so did you have an epic? When you're a jet, Thank you're you. a jet all the way. There's a first cigarette till your last da, time. Da. So when you breastfeed, you're the best. Yes! You're the best. You give your the kids all the, they need yes! the best. Anyway, you're like totally like singing your mom song as if it is Again. the epitome of success. It's like, it it's is. And yes. like if yeah. you if you don't do if you didn't sing your baby into this world. Right. If you had any you, drugs when you were going into don't labor. Don't you get that epidural? And please don't talk of a season. When people say I went on natural, I was like mine came out naturally. Okay. Out the way. It's supposed to okay. naturally. <laughs> I had an epidural okay. too. Because this but I mean whatever. I mean and if you didn't, I don't that's, care. That's the thing. Like I don't care if you did or that's you didn't. And I think the farther away you get from the early years, the easier it is to have that perspective. But at the beginning you're just everyone wants to get it right. Exactly. I wanna I wanna not who wants to mess up motherhood? Very few. Very few are, are there are mothers out there, but very few in our communities. The yes. gals that are listening to this podcast, I mean, they chose yes. to listen to God centered mom, right? They want to get it right. So, and so if we say we failed or we don't know and admit that, yes, that that is keep making us vulnerable to to the another mom judging, like, yes. oh, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had those looks this week. Did you? So, I mean, I get it. Oh, it happens. Who do you know. I mean to be up? Who? Mm-hmm, that's right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the phone number. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. All no, right. but it happens all the we'll time. I'm even show. like in safe. <laughs> I'm in safe communities. Like, I think it's yes. even harder. And some of my friends are in some uh, more challenging communities where if someone cuts in front of someone at carpool line, they take a picture of their license plate and post it on social media. Oh my like, goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think, wow. yeah. So yes, I mean, hmm. and our little hashtag for this community is don't mom alone. So I think you're, you're yes. saying all the right things. You're, you're talking our battle cry, like not only because God's with us, we don't mom alone, but it's really important that I can have people in my life when I am struggling, that they, the, or that negative voice in my head is saying I'm a mess mm-hmm. and, um, 
someone else would do this job better, that they can come alongside me and say, you're amazing. I mean, yes, sure. You aren't doing all the things, but no one can. And they write me, right? They, they set me right. And they say the things that are true. And, um, we need that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So where are some places you have that community or how, how have you modeled sharing what you're struggling with and, you know, so one of support, one of the best things about my little church, um, is that the women there, um, most of them are smarter than I am. So (laughs) they were able to read my, um, terror and inexperience when I wasn't interested in broadcasting it. And one of the most palpable ways that was just by, um, coming to my door unannounced (laughs) Mm, (laughs) and, and, you know, those first six months with my first child, just to bounce the baby and, and take a look at me and feed me and, um, take us on walks. So, um, and, and they did that. and You let them. That's the thing. You didn't say I'm fine. I let them because they were at my door. <laughs> um, if they were not at my door, I'm I'm really great at making excuses that are very polite and believable. But right. they were at my door and I needed them. And when they were at my door, I was just like, I could either turn them away and cry about it or I could mm-hmm. let them in and hold my breath and hope that they love me instead of saying, you know, why, why are there dishes in the sink? Right. Finding all the things that are wrong. They don't care about that. Yeah. They really don't. And, and if someone is caring about that, then, um, that's a great sign that you need to reevaluate your relationship with them. Yeah, that that might not be your <laughs> safe person. That might not be your safe person. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. That's really yeah. good. I love your little community. I love it too, and and I've also found that I had I have to be vigilant about curating my 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 social media spaces as well. Mm. So, um, and this is something that you know previous generations didn't have to contend with, but we have to contend with this. Um, We really have to use wise filters. Okay. So good news. You're totally right on the social media. And we did this whole episode on it and I totally agree. We have to watch what's coming in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of social media though, where can people find you online? Oh, because I know you need to get to your people and I need to get to my people. Absolutely. It's been amazing. And we could talk for days and I want them to continue to find you and follow you. So where okay. can we- Well, um, my, my website where I, um, write Do less blogs than I should. Is- <laughs> okay. No shoulds. No should. Oh, right. Then I, mm-hmm. so, uh, it's Sharifa Stevens, right? It's just the season. It's the season mm-hmm. of the homeschool. Yeah. Um, Sharifa Stevens. I'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Dot com. My, my, uh, I just joined Twitter like three All days right. ago and my handle is 
at Sharifa Writes. That's the same handle that I have for Instagram at Sharifa Writes. Okay. Um, okay. I cannot think of any other social media platforms that I am currently <laughs> actively using that I would want your That's audience okay. to go to. That's hilarious. No, I'll put those in there and then they can find you. Because I know gals are going to want to be encouraged because you think well and you have good, solid biblical background. And so I always my favorite thing about this is connecting listeners to great godly women who can be like that. They can keep in their social media feed. Be safe, you know. Yes. So thank you for being that person. They will be so fun to chat with you. (laughs) (laughs) so thank you thank you and we'll just have to meet in real life since we're like right down the street i mean for real we we i'm in north oak cliff so oh you're so close you're so So close close. we should do brunch that's right we should we will when i get invited to the club special club (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right there goes the knocker i'll talk to you soon okay adios bye bye Okay, you made it all the way to the end. I feel like I always need to give you like a round of applause for listening this long, but y'all are so gracious to listen to this show, to share with your friends. Last week, I was out of town with my family for spring break, and so many of you, I didn't even have to tell everyone that the new episode was out because you shared it on Instagram and Facebook, and it was great because I had no Wi-Fi or phone service which was a great way to unplug if you listen to last week's episode about my struggle with social media. It's not very rewarding to be on Instagram if I'm trying to scroll and it takes 20 minutes to upload one picture. I'm telling you, it, it helps with the addiction real quick. Uh, but I wanted to get on here and re- tell you all about something new that's coming up. I was invited by my friend Katie Orr. She's been on the show before. She has the Focus 15 Bible Studies, and she's hosting this Enjoy the Word conference. And it's an online conference. So you don't have to go anywhere. If you're a young mom and you can't get childcare, uh, if you have a job and you just want to listen to some of the sessions, it's all available on whatever device you have. So it's going to have so many different speakers that you have access to from helping you study the Bible to, you know, my sessions on, uh, helping your kids enjoy God's word and the progression from reading them Bible stories to helping them study the Bible for themselves. And I was reminded this week, yes, that is our goal and we will model that, but I was burdened by how we lead our own kids and are we doing enough to help shape their hearts for Jesus? And I was reading in Ephesians, which was a study written by my friend, Laura Williams, who will also be a speaker at the Enjoy the Word conference. But the piece of scripture that encouraged me when I was discouraged was uh, that the Ephesians in second Ephesians, second Ephesians, Ephesians two, where it said, you have been saved by grace through faith and not of your own works, so that no one can boast. It's a gift. And I thought, okay, yeah, I've read that for myself before, but for some reason I switched it and I thought my kids will be saved by grace through faith, not of my works so that I can't boast. And I thought about all of that being shifted on its head that I can't take credit 100% for them being wooed by Jesus, that it is ultimately him, that I'm responsible for my part, but God does his part. It was just another reminder. And it was because I was enjoying God's word. 
So if you want to enjoy God's word more, you don't want this to just be a sit down, read the Bible, check it off the list um, kind of thing, you can sign up. It's happening May 2nd through 4th. The 20 different speakers sessions will go live, but then you can watch them on repeat for as long as you want, whenever you want on your schedule. You don't even have to watch them live, honestly, but this is going to give you access. Uh, Go to godcentermom.com forward slash enjoy the word and you can find out more. I'm kind of late in telling you about it. I've just had too many things going on, but I think if you're listening to this um, on March 19th, March 20th is your last day to get the early, super early bird price, like the best price you're going to get. And if you signed up, um, I think on Instagram, I'd shared about this um, five ways to enjoy the word that Katie Orr had done. And I think through that, you got like a $5 off coupon or some kind of coupon. Make sure you use that if you sign up for that email. Uh, But if you're curious to check out this conference, go to godcentermom.com forward slash enjoy the word. And my session, um, it's only going to be there. Like that's my deal with them. So the content that I recorded about teaching your kids um, about, you know, how to study God's word, that's going to be there. And that's it. Uh, So um, don't miss it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Sharifa and I. I can't wait to be back with you next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.